Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff and Amy, a podcast with tips to make your life easier, covering pop culture, parenting, travel, minimalism, and more. Hey everybody, and welcome to InfoQuench. In this episode, we're going to be talking about dining out with your young ones. That's right. We've got 17 rapid fire tips. And if you don't have a young one, you could just find somebody that's relatively short and, and, you know, apply it to them. And when they go out and, you know, they could be young as well. And they could be somebody else's kid. If you don't have kids of your own, you could just borrow some other, some other kid and do this and, and, and follow all these tips. And then you'll have a wonderful night out or morning or afternoon with your kids. Right. Anybody who's vertically challenged would qualify for anybody who's vertically challenged. That's right. I prefer, though, you just you just take someone else's kid. I'm not advocating that. I just think it would be fun. So, rapid fire tips. Beep, 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 beep. I know. I tried to say rapid fire as slowly as I possibly could. Do it again. Rapid fire tips. So, now I'm going to have to make up for all that lost time and actually talk about these tips quite quickly. Dining out with kids. So we have our son Hux is six now, and we've actually been taking him to restaurants for, so well, since he was an infant. Yeah. So we've we had a, a lot of good and bad experiences. In he's that been like the best his. luggage ever. Yeah, he's he's awesome. <laughs> but we, we've learned a lot through, I guess, the course of that. For us, I mean, we love dining out. We like going out to restaurants. We also enjoy traveling. And when you're traveling, it's kind of mandatory that you're yeah. eating out often. Yeah. So... You got to get your kids used to it. And uh, for us, it was... You, you know, lay down the law, man. Yeah, you do. There's you no do. choices. No choices. No, no choices. No, it was essential for us. But, you know, I know some people wait until their kids are a bit older. I honestly think start early, get the practice in. And then, you know, when they get older, that'll be, you know, old old school. To be honest, right I term. mean, we've never really had any any very bad problems like... You know, with with our little one. Well, your memory might be a little short. Maybe it is. We did leave a restaurant at least once or twice, didn't we? I remember a few meltdowns where... Okay. Yeah. yeah, Particularly when he was, I think, even... Well, before... Maybe he's been less than six months. I remember... Well, when I think back now, he was actually probably pretty quiet. When you you have a kid and it's your own kid, like, even if they're, you know, a month or two old, you sound... The sound of their crying is the loudest thing in the world. Oh, you just... Yeah. But now that when I hear a three-month-old cry, it's like a little, like a kitten. It's like a kitten. I know. It's, <laughs> it's an instantaneously, even... it's an instantaneous annoying thing when you hear your own kid cry, like just like in a in a very bratty way. Let's just say. And I think like, you become eh. really self-conscious, and you think that everybody eh. else must feel like it's as annoying. You must. You think it's as annoying to them as it is for you to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but. It truly isn't. I think we're just, we, as parents, no. we're, we're a bit self-conscious. We it is to me, are, but no. <laughs> we think people are judging us, but really, you know, get your kids out there because most of the parents who are out in the restaurants, they've been there too. You'll see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, knowing eyes and uh, a lot of sympathy when you're when you're going through meltdown mode. So, you know, just, just bite the bullet and I know. get her done. So let's talk about some tips. All right, let's get to the tips. First thing, I tip actually, number one. So this is one that we didn't do because we started talks at such a young age. But if you have an older child and you haven't really hit the restaurant scene much, 
I read this one online. I, I think it was parenting.com uh, who had it in an article, but it was just a practice at home at first. So I think this is just kind of a cute, a cute thing to do, but they talked about just, yeah, having this like is a, a, you mentioned this to me earlier and it, it, yeah, it does sound like a, a fun thing to do because it's, it, you're spending time with them, right? Yeah. We'll have like a little tea party. So you get them to have their, you know, maybe their stuff, stuffed animals or they have dolls and set them up and do a little play restaurant and just sort of go through some role play of what happens in the restaurant and the ordering. And, and it's a great time to practice manners in a really, you know, calm environment. You're still in the home and just sort of go through that and, and really, you know, get them. Yeah. Get them to make their own menu and have fun with it. Yeah. Get them used to the experience before you even head out the door. One thing though, that you definitely cannot miss, like when you're doing this role playing with your kids is get them to pay. Oh yeah. Get them to understand how to use a credit card that is like made out of paper. Yeah. You make sure they bring their piggy bank with, with them. Because no free rides, people. No, pay your way. Yeah. Anyway. I don't care if you know, if you're not even eating solid foods yet. Yeah. No you, excuses. Yeah. You eat those peanuts. So so that's the first tip is practice at home. Number two is choose your restaurant carefully. So there are some restaurants that offer free meals for kids. Pick those restaurants often for, you know, no reason other than to be a cheapskate. <laughs> and they, they usually love seeing the kids growing up too. I mean, we go to one particular restaurant and, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've known our little guy since he was a like an infant well, and now he's six when usually when they have free kids meals it also means that they're a family friendly restaurant and the wait staff are probably going to be a little bit more accommodating the people who are you know other patrons there are, are used to the environment so they're you know that's the environment everybody expects uh, if you're going to a fine dining restaurant it can be a little more i guess awkward if your child has a meltdown and there's linens and fine china involved um so pick your restaurant that's, you know, a suitable restaurant, one that, you know, you're not going, you might not want to be picking a restaurant that only has a certain type of, uh, like, if it's a, maybe an ethnic uh, specialty food restaurant and they don't have a kid's menu and you might have a child that has, uh, you know, specific uh, taste or aversion. aversion. Actually. Yeah, it's, kids. it's kids that are so fussy, they won't eat anything. That's right. And except for, come up, for some reason, our little guy it. loves bread, so we give him. We just fill him with bread. He's oh, like yeah, a. He he's loves like a, bread. Yeah, he's like a, a like a a bird you're not supposed to feed, but we feed him bread. <laughs> uh, so tip number three is just time it right. Pick the right time of day. Don't go during the middle of nap time. Don't, for God's no. sake, don't go when your kid is tired. Make don't sure they are well rested because that is the best, you know, best way to go in. Make sure they're well rested not overly hungry and choose some non-peak times. So if you go, you know, mid afternoon, have an earlier supper, the restaurant isn't going to be as busy. So there's not as many people there. So if there is, you know, a bit of a meltdown or disruption, it's not going to be a, you know, it's not going to be overly chaotic for you. If it's not super busy, the food will come faster. So you're not there as long. So yeah, timing it right, I think is a, a key tip. A good restaurant will know to bring or know to take the order from the child what they want uh, to bring it out first so that they can get a head start. Right. So that's some of some of my other tips are around the ordering. Oh, oh sorry. I ruined it again. Am I going to make it to the next podcast? <laughs> yeah, you're fired. Um, I'm out of here, man. You're fired. <laughs> 
Uh, number four, set some expectations ahead of time. Have a conversation with your kids if they're able to talk. <laughs> uh, you know what? Talk to them anyway because it helps them to talk. Just speak at them. But you know, sure, you threaten them within an inch of their lives. No, don't do that. Um, Uh-oh. Definitely don't do that. Don't follow but... that advice, people. <laughs> set expectations about what you, you know, what, what you you expect them to be well mannered you expect them to be respectful and let them know that if there is a situation where they're not listening then you know you may need to leave the restaurant early and that there you know there are consequences just like anything else just you got to still let them be kids you know usually like don't know, let them be kids don't whatever you do don't let them get, be kids don't give them crayons to do their little placeholder thing don't you know that's just going to Keep them focused and, you know, they, they won't be acting up. And so just don't do that. You want them to act up. I'm opposite man. Opposite man. Tip number five. Is that, oh, we're on five? I know. How many of them are there? Time flies. 17. 17. We better get going. I know. I was Go. just thinking the same thing. Bring activities to keep them busy. We actually have a restaurant bag that we keep in our car because we just never know when we might decide to... Uh, eat out for a meal so it's nice to just have it with us and the restaurant bag just has coloring books puzzle books maze books don't put leftovers in there like don't i did don't put leftovers in there did oh you do God. that that pizza oh no i'm just making stuff up now oh no, i just, did i really didn't you're just do going that. for content I've, yeah i'm going for content <laughs> when you're uh you know if you're if if you happen to get stuck where you don't have anything. You can always rely on the old I spy or Simon says, uh, you know, tried and true, don't need any equipment kind of games. But it's nice to have something that they can do on their own, uh, keeps them busy. And if you're traveling and you don't want to be carrying a ton of stuff, even just having a, a sketchbook and some crayons. Crayons are good because you don't have to worry about them leaking in a suitcase, uh, right, you know, like yeah. pens and things. Crayons are typically are a little less messy, although they roll like a bugger on the table. But uh, <laughs> just, but really, just crayons and paper can be enough to keep a kid busy through a meal. So make sure that you keep them busy. Respect the fact that they're kids and their attention span is short and sitting at a table is going to be boring for oh, them. Oh, yeah. When you arrive at the restaurant, think about your seating. So if there's a corner table or someplace that's maybe a little bit off to the side, it uh, might be uh, a better option for you. It might be less, you know, visually distracting for, you know, if your kid has a lot, if there's televisions in the restaurant. There may be a, a solitary that, confinement room too. Well, yeah. Yeah, you could just throw them in the closet. Remember there was one at the airport? <laughs> it's just all these kids were in there and all the yeah. parents were just drinking. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was really quite the funny. Lounge at, yeah, at the Monte, lounge. Yeah. Montego Bay Club. What was it called? It was the, Club, it was Club almost Mo like Bay. it was really interesting because as you walked by it was just like it almost looked like you were in a zoo and these kids were in there like entertaining all the <laughs> and they were just playing and stuff, but it was like they were on display. It was really interesting. It was it was a very interesting concept. So think about your seating. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm diversion man now. That's okay. It's okay. We don't have to go strictly by my list. We have to get but through it, it, though. We have but to get it through it. <laughs> if there's a booth, you might want to think about a booth. Uh, it kind of helps keep the kids contained. If they're runners, they tend to climb <laughs> in and out of their chairs. <laughs> Having a booth can kind of keep them locked in a little bit. Although if they're... If they tend to drop their toys, and you might be perpetually underneath the table, Get smashing them track your head against too. the table, trying to pick up stuff off the floor of the booth. So, but I still think a booth is a good way to go. 
and just and it also just kind of keeps them focused in your your little area keeps them less distracted and it's it's not fun though when you're at like a pub slash restaurant and they slide down on the cushion of the uh you know and, and all of a sudden they're on the sticky floor trying to get their crayon and climbing stuff underneath and, yeah the... climbing underneath that's that's not a good thing about booths but that's anywhere in a, that kind of I restaurant know. it's like a black hole under it's there. a black hole you're like don't go down there. i remember so many times you're like get out of there you're gonna die <laughs> yeah, well, never, the crocodiles are gonna they get clean you underneath those very well i mean it's a booth right you just think it's so hard for the no. staff to even get the in staff there to look clean. at that and go only feet go there <laughs> who cares so then you like you, you don't want to see your kid climbing meanwhile your the kid's floor. down there and it's like tar and you're like what's stuck under the table and yeah anyway uh so next tip no, tip number seven is just to number order your seven. order your stuff as soon as you get there if you can look online at your menu ahead of time or do it if, it's, if a restaurant you're going to often you probably know what you're going to order anyway but just order as soon as you sit down again keeping in mind that your kids are going to get bored so don't don't push the limits just sometimes get i get bored ordered. And ask for their uh, stuff to be brought out a few minutes sooner. So their stuff probably needs to cool a little bit. So that, you know, just so you can all eat together, maybe ask for their plate to come out uh, before everybody else. That way you can cut it up and let it cool. Especially if it's pizza. Yes. You know, because uh, pizza takes a while and it's it's hot for a while. Well, that's right. The cheese kind of locks in the heat and the steam. Yeah. I, I, you know how many I don't know how many uh, podcasts we've done, but I'm starting to feel like my role is uh, to divert you from the actual list that you're trying to do. It's almost like a game where I start talking about nothing that has to do with the list, or maybe just like a little you know diversion. But so my challenge yeah. is to keep us on track. I know, and you're doing really well. Although I'm winning right now because we're divert. Eight. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tip number eight is don't count out. Just you know, don't focus on the full-on meals if depending on kids do not eat full meals at a young age for the most part so don't you know maybe you want to just do an appetizer or even better yet just share some of your own meals so usually we'll just get an extra plate we do that and we'll give them a little bit of my meal and a little bit of jeff's meal and Lots of extra napkins. Ask for lots of extra napkins because you're going to need them for... And yeah, throw them in your pocket before you leave because, you know, you might need them just before you even get to the car. You should just always... You just want free napkins whenever you can get them. Yeah, and pack, That's ketchup packets. That's a good packets. rule of thumb. Yeah. Oh, we've got a fridge full of those. It's amazing. <laughs> you should see it. It's crazy. No, I'm just joking. Good job. We supply McDonald's. Oh. Tip number nine. I had to say McDonald's. Okay, go ahead. Encourage your kids to order their food directly from the server. That this is for children who can actually talk. No, I think it's better to do it as a baby. Just <laughs> yeah. like, what are you? What's your order, sir? <laughs> yeah. and you're, and they're you're teaching just looking your child you. like sign language. Got, got, got cuckoo. <laughs> if you could teach okay, them sign language like? and ask them to order via sign language. That's so funny. Look what my kid can do. <laughs> yes, but I don't know sign language. I'm just a, a server. Especially, it's like baby sign language. It's not even real sign language. It's just like made up symbols that parents teach. Now, you. who's on, di- on a diversion? I know. Uh, we both. So, if, are. You're, if your child is uh-huh. old enough to speak, have them order their own food. Uh, Hux is always a. He was a little bit nervous doing this at first, but now he's he's pretty good at it. And again, it's just it teaches make the importance of making eye contact and just general communication skills. Yeah, so. it is a good thing to do. Get them used to living life and all that crap. 
Tip number 10. Consider it a family date night or date afternoon or date morning, depending on when you're eating. Um, we have to do a group hug at the end of the night. But what I mean by this is just, you know, include them in the conversation. So even though you're bringing activities to kind of keep them busy, also make sure that they're part of the experience because part of dining out is sitting back and, you know, not having to worry about preparing the food and no, cleaning up. Ignoring them doesn't work at all. You <laughs> know, we, not that we've ever done that. I'm just saying, you know, if you... You got to have them uh, part of the conversation. Back to Speaking the list. Speaking of cleaning up, tip number 11. If you have like significant, like above and beyond level toddler spills, help the staff clean up. I just, oh, yeah. some people may disagree with this and say, oh, but it's their job. Well, I, I kind of disagree. If you're, if you're going above and beyond, your kid's making a bloody yeah disaster area of the you know, where you're, where you're seated. One of the things that I noticed. Why not help, like, just be courteous and help do a little bit of cleanup. Yeah. Like pick up the million French fries that they <laughs> that Well, an- another thing is like, I notice a lot of people don't, you know, gather up all the dishes for the servers and stuff. We always do that. I mean, we just well, we, do it. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people just leave their dishes just in disarray all over the table and stuff. But it really does help the server if you just stack up all the plates and put all the glasses together and get all the uneaten food and put well, it Well, I've in. learned that from my friends who have been servers, too. You know, yeah. and, they've, and they I watch them do it and they say that, you know, servers appreciate that. So it's just, it's helpful. Well, it and saves them time throughout the day. If everybody did that, they'd yeah. be working, yeah, a lot less. And I just, Not a lot less, but you know what I mean. I just like to do it because it's, I, I just like to put things in order and that's part of who I am. What number are we on? Number 12. Oh, Tip we only have 12. 17. Always put lids on their cups, people. Always. L- lids on the cups, if yeah. If there is a cup without a lid yeah. in a restaurant, it will be spilled. Yeah. That is a rule. It's a, I don't make it, these rules. Nature makes these rules. I don't know who makes the rules either, but you are absolutely right. If there is something to be spilt and there's no lid on it, then that's it. <laughs> now, obviously, if your kids are older, they're probably you know, a little, yeah. a little bit, bit more adept at uh, handling open, open glasses. But we've actually gone to restaurants that even if they didn't have uh, kids-specific cups, they would use even... They'd rig up like a coffee cup with a, you know... With a, with a coffee lid, uh, even a straw. Yeah. But we, when Hux was really young, we would actually travel with our own sippy cups. So yeah. uh, that's brings me on to trip tip, trip tip number thirteen is 13. to bring your own supplies. Uh, just what supplies? So what, what we we when Hux was mountain super climbing young supplies. again, we would have like a uh, not mountain not well though those might be beneficial if you're dining on a mountain. What kind of supplies? Well. If you have a diaper bag, you're probably equipped with a lot of supplies anyway. But some of the things would be have you could actually travel with a sippy cup. Oh yes, I see. So restaurants don't typically have sippy cups, or even if your toddler's using utensils that have uh, like or special toddler utensils, where they're learning to use a spoon and they have like a bigger grip. So if you have some special utensils that they're learning to use, and just feel free to bring those along. Put oh, them in yeah. a put them in a plastic bag, um, and even a, a wet face cloth. And a Ziploc bag can be great for just doing cleanup, you know. And even if, like, if you're using, if you're going to a restaurant and they have, bring out, like, a disgusting high chair, which sometimes they do. Yes, I've seen that before. Yeah. And we actually had a portable cover that was, like, a vinyl cover that we could use on uh, on the high chairs. And we could, it also worked on a shopping cart. It was really great. And you could just wash it when you got home. But if you don't have that, even if you have wipes or something, you can do a quick cleanup. So travel with some supplies. Uh, number 14 is just respect your other diners. 
uh, if your kid is having a meltdown and you need to make a, an exit, just like you take your kid outside or to the, you know, to the car for a few minutes to kind of get things under control, then do that. Because just, I guess, just having an understanding that people are there to relax and enjoy their dining experience too. So I think it's always been a big one with us. We just, you know, you're you're disturbing the whole restaurant by crying. I always find it less, uh, well, we really, I mean, we really haven't had it happen a lot, but when Hux was really small, he was an infant that I found it less stressful for me if I just, took him to another area and was quiet and oh, I didn't yeah. have to worry about, you know, people judging or, or, or whatever. I just found the whole experience a lot easier if I went to a, a calmer, a calmer place until he was calmed down. And again, it, it didn't happen very often, but just keep in mind other diners. Um, number 15 is be prepared to leave completely. Oh, so, we have done that, man. We were just like, all right, yeah. we're out. I think there was one time where we had to, one before morning. the food even hit the table, the, waiter, yeah. the waitress came over and we're like, we'll just take that to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that happens to a lot of uh, parents, but we, yeah, we were done. It's just, okay, that's it. We're done. We're not, we're not going to put up with, uh, you know, the yanging and the disturbing the other patrons. That's it, buddy. We are out of here. And you know, it's not the end of the world. You're still getting a nicely prepared meal. You take it home. <clears throat> Put put your kid to bed and just enjoy. You can even have a candlelit meal meal at home, and you know, and be relaxed. There's no sense in putting yourself through the stress if it's that's if right. it's not meant to be on that excursion. Then that's right. Cut it short. Take the food to go. Number sixteen is just practice, practice, practice. Yeah. So I, you know, we talked about having a few meltdown situations, but we just kept I still practice dining out myself. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm still not very good at it, but I try. I mean, really though, like the last complaint I had was that, you know, the, the high chair was, it just, it didn't fit me. So, and it was, it was dirty, but I did, I was, I brought my supplies, so I cleaned it up, but I just, I sat in a chair. Yeah. There was no place to put your beer. No, no place to put my beer. And I was, <laughs> I was upset, but I'm practicing. And that's what everybody else that's listening should do as well. When you go out to dine, practice every single time doing something different. Do it better. Do it with soul. Do it with invigoration. Right? Yes. How's that for a... That's exactly... Well, so... <laughs> that's exactly what you were going to yeah, say? Is that what you are going to... That was exactly what I was going to say. Wow, that would have been amazing. That's why we're together, word baby. For, just you and me. Word You read my mind. Uh, just, you know, it's... <clears throat> You might have one bad experience and be traumatized, but it's so worth it just to have your kids, you know, go through, go through, go through it again and again. Eventually it gets easier every time. And really, I mean, Hunks is six now and we, well, we haven't really haven't had issues for a few years. So it's been a long time since we've had a meltdown situation. Oh yeah. long. He understands the concept of the restaurant and it's just a great time to practice etiquette and manners i mean we're not always eating in a formal dining situation in our house it's uh no it's pretty it's pretty yeah we're pretty pretty laid back in terms of how we do our our, you know our our supper rituals at home so you know but it's important for kids to understand basic etiquette you know waiting for all everybody to have their food before they start eating understanding you know where their napkin goes understanding you know just not it's stuff that they're going to have to know later open. on down the road, you know. So why not teach them as early as possible? So practice, practice, practice. Life skills. 
My last tip, number 17, is to tip. Yeah, definitely tip. Tip properly as well, you know? Well, I think if you think, you know, I, oh, I, I always feel like you should tip based on service, but also take into account that if, you've, if you have had a difficult situation or if you've left a, maybe a little bit of an extra mess, uh, just take into consideration the staff that need to address <laughs> that mess after you've gone. Oh, I know. Just be cur- just be conscientious, basically, you know, about everything when you go into the dining experience. You know, make sure that you kind of try at least to get the kid under under control a little bit. That's one of my pet peeves is when you're at a restaurant, and I mean, I'm all for like you know letting kids be kids, but when they're just running around and you know just oh, yeah, causing a ruckus and stuff, it's and I there's agree no, completely. There's no repercussions for them. It's just, yeah, all they do is they just uh, annoy the other patrons. Yeah. Meaning me. I, I mean, yeah. We, and we not that's not something that we've allowed is to happen. Oh, no. Have, I know, don't think don't, it's ever happened, thank <laughs> goodness. But we're, we're pretty strict parents for the most part, I think. just I think you need to be strict early on, you know? Well, yeah, I think it, well, if you're strict early on, it makes it easier in the long run. Yeah, because they learn the fundamentals of what they can and cannot do. And just like we do as, as like grown up human beings. Yeah, you lay the ground rules early and. Rules. For us, it's called law, but never stop me. <laughs> you know, just saying. Uh, so the last tip around tipping actually makes me think that we'll probably do a future episode on tipping. Yeah, I, I think there's that's, a lot of that's different an perspectives. topic, right? Because there's. Tipping for restaurants, there's tipping for other services. Like when do you and when do you not and, tip, right? And then some people will tip at Tim Hortons, but they don't tip at McDonald's. And how do people decide when to tip? So I know, that's an interesting, it's an interesting debate, which is made famous in, uh, what was it, Pulp Fiction? I think it was Pulp Fiction. They had a big monologue about tipping. And uh, have you heard it? Have you seen Oh, I've seen, seen the Pulp movie? Fiction. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember the dialogue around Pretty sure one. it was, t- maybe, oh, it would be cool to do like a little... Uh, a little clip? A little clip right now. You probably have to pay for, like, rights. Nah, they won't even know. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're not no. we're not big wigs yet, baby. Google's probably, like, scanning the internet for... Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. Violations of... Uh, what do you think? We'll do a poll. Should we do it or should yeah. we not? No. <laughs> you probably already know it anyways. Everybody listening has seen Pulp Fiction, but there's a really famous... Well, I don't know about famous, but interesting. I can't even remember Pulp Fiction. I remember the ear being cut off. I remember Mr. Pink. Yeah. It was like, who and didn't then, tip, uh, you know? Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking of Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah, no, you are. You're thinking of the wrong movie. That's right. No wonder you can't think of that dialogue. <laughs> was it The Wolf? Was The Wolf in Pulp Fiction? The With Wolf the, was in Pulp Fiction, yes. The, he does the yeah. cleanup? That's uh, Harvey Keitel. Oh yeah, right? do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, it's coming back to me now. Yeah, it's a great movie. One of, actually, it was the I saw that when it came out at the theater with my friend Jason, and we came out of there, and I was I was honestly weirdly disoriented for a little while after seeing that movie because I'd never seen a movie that skipped around like that in the narrative and timelines and stuff, and it was just it was mind boggling. Yeah, me. you're right. I think that was probably one of the first movies that did that. Yeah. Well, well. Tarantino's famous for for stealing the ideas of other uh, filmmakers, which I don't really have a problem with per se, because I think all filmmakers do that to a degree. But he really, you know, like we talked about Amy Schumer yes. stealing the jokes. Well, he stole, you know, you know, frame by frame ideas from other 
Oh, really? Well, kind of. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, you know, there's there's some uh, videos on YouTube that you can check out where they do side by side, you know, whatever of of one f- of an old film and then Tarantino's film. You know, so I can't think of the word side by side. You know, things. comparison. Comparison. Thank you. Thank you very much for that word because I didn't have it right then at all. And it's <laughs> so already I'm left me for, again. I'm here for the words. It's already there's left me else. again. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we'll have to do a future episode on tips. I don't know if the next episode will be on just that. The might, might have, just the tips. Just the tips. But I'll have to do a little bit more research on that, I think, because there's tips uh, on tips. a lot to that. That's what we'll call it, tips on tips. Tips on tips. So thanks for listening. If you don't have kids, maybe you just learn some tips for yourself. That you it's time to have kids. Bring some acti- If you're going out and dining on your own, just make sure you bring some coloring books to keep yourself occupied and do not make a mess. And if you do make a mess, leave a great tip for your wait staff. Have the kids to match the podcast, okay? <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time on InfoQuench. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit InfoQuench.com to subscribe and catch up on past episodes. You can also check out InfoQuench on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Till next time. time.